Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brendan with Evoke Bike. We're back with another crit episode. I had an email with some really good questions, and I thought I would just share this because if you are new to racing or new to racing crits, these might be some scenarios that you've been thinking of. And so this athlete of mine had emailed me and said, hey, here I got some of this crit advice from some people. I don't want to say I'm overthinking it or schematizing how the race is going to go, but I'm just wondering if there's anything really wrong here in my opinion. So question or point number one, pay attention if there are any teams that have a lot of riders. They will work together, meaning they will pull a break back if the move goes and they aren't in it. So just pay attention to that. My reply, yes, 100% true. But the harder part of this game is seeing if those that are there to work together are strong enough to actually do so, meaning this guy's in a cat 3-4 race, no offense to you cat fours, you might just be filler at this point. That's not a diss. That's how a lot of us are. <laughs> I got absolutely shelled for my first cat four race. Like had no, I was just like, wow, these guys are so fast. Maybe I'm just not meant to be a cat four, but you go back and you go back and you go back while you're working on the Watts. You also work on your strategy technique and how to conserve. So it's really hard to assess if a team has filler athletes or if they're all really good. So what else could you look at focusing on? Focus more on the composition of those riders going up the road versus who's chasing. This just takes some time to feel out. And while you wanna know who's chasing, are they strong or are they weak? You might not be able to assess that as well as who's going up the road, okay? So that's point number one. Point number two that he puts down here. It's a bit of a poker game. Don't pull everything back. Let others do the pulling if you can. So in capitals, I put never pull anything back. Remember, bridge to the break, meaning go with a couple people across to it or by yourself. Don't tow everyone, but do not pull the break back because you will simply get counterattacked and possibly left behind. Now, of course, there's nuances, but what do you mean? I see teams pulling breaks back, blah, blah. This guy's not on a big team. Most of you are not on big teams. When you upgrade and there's more team dynamics in racing, yes, there's obviously times when you send a couple riders to the front to pull something back because your team missed it. This though, I think for more people are, they see a few people go and then before they let the race unfold and before they let someone else do the work, (laughs) trust me, 15 other people are thinking, oh God, there goes that group. Sometimes it's just who can be most patient and let someone else freak out and pull everyone back for you. Honestly, that's the truth. (laughs) Try it out. The more you race, the more you'll get these vibes of, is there an alarm bell sounding? Or it's like, eh, someone else is gonna do this. Everyone's still fresh. That brings up another point. If you're later in the race, you don't wanna be watching things go up the road because if everyone's gassed, whether they try, full attempt or not, they might not be able to pull a break back. So be on guard. Number three, I'm like getting hyped and out of breath this morning. (laughs) That doesn't bode well for this ride coming up. Number three, don't be afraid to pull through on the front on the main group. Just be conservative and roll through, but don't stay on the front for a long time. Yes, I would agree with this because pulling through is not a bad thing. Pulling through is only, I think, a detriment to what we're talking about in question number two. Don't be pulling the whole group around. You don't need to be showing everyone how strong you are. You know, be patient, but 
kind of a, a, another tangent from this is like, I talked to an athlete about moving up in the group, especially when, when people are starting to position for like the end of the race. And he was like, well, I felt like I'd have to burn a match to get closer up front. I'm like, dude, sometimes you got to burn a match for position. You know, it's like it's positioning to be able to sprint at the end or it's positioning to be prepared to be in a good spot for the climb. So, you know, every match is not used for like the winning sprint. Sometimes it's to put yourself in a better strategical position. Number four, don't show your cards early. Play the quote unquote, I'm weak, I'm slow game and then hit them at the end. That's playing poker. Yeah, you don't need to let everyone know how strong you are. I don't think you need to necessarily say I'm weak. You know, what I'm thinking as I'm answering these last two points is that you don't want to be the guy that's not doing any work if you're in a position where you need to do work. What does that mean? If you're in a break in a road race and things are going up the road and you're in it and unless you have a teammate up the road or unless you have a reason to explain to people why you're not working, you're not going to make friends. And guess what? We all race together at some point and it will burn you more in the long term if you become the guy or girl who's always not working and always giving up some BS excuse. So I just want to throw that out there because, yeah, you're playing the I'm weak, I'm slow game. But said differently, I think coming from this athlete that I know, his problem is too often getting like bored that it's not super fast and then trying to make it fast himself. That's not how you bike race, right? Um, He's in a funny position where he's just stronger than his peers right now. And so what we're trying to figure out and dial in is more of the race winning moves and how can he capitalize on that strength? Sounds easy, right? But that's the great thing about bike racing. The strongest person doesn't always win. I've won a lot of bike races and have definitely not been the strongest person. So that's, uh, you got to think about these situations. He also says, I would want to stay close to the front at the start and get a good feel for the race. This would be an indication on if a break will go or not. If not, just conserve and prepare for late attacks or the sprint. Up front early is key, but no, I don't think that gives any indication in the beginning of a break will go or not. A break might go right off the bat. A break might go halfway in. As he said, something might go with a couple laps to go. That's the thing with a crit. There's a lot of dice rolls going on. You can't control a lot of it. Um, And then he said, maybe I should move up with three. What is this? Move up in the last three or maybe fourth lap. But I think you should leave it until three to go and hop on and be like 10th wheel. So that's like just way overthinking this. You just got to feel it out. I mean, if people are ramping it up with five to go, there might be a reason unknown to you. So you should be aware of what's going on. Tenth wheel is not that far up. Maybe fifth wheel. There's so many variables. What's the wind doing? Who's in front of you? Who's behind? What's how much time is left? Um, So, yeah. End of the day, if you want to get good at bike racing or you want to get better, that should be the goal. Just get better. Don't even have to try and be the best. Be your best first and then worry about being first. But if you want to get better at racing, you want to get better at group rides, go race. Put yourself in competitive situations. Go do a group ride. We're going to have a podcast guest coming on soon who I actually had to ask. Hey, He said, go do as many group rides as you can. I said, wait a minute. What about training? He said, oh, wait, wait. Sorry. 
yeah, go do group rides that fit in within your training. Don't do three group rides a week. That's a mistake. I know of an athlete that does about four. That hasn't, hasn't progressed. It's not my athlete. I watch from afar. But too many group rides is not good. Focus on yourself. Focus on your weaknesses. If one of your weaknesses is positioning and understanding the tactics and how to race, then a group ride or a race would be a great training session to address that. If you are more lacking watts, you might want to go and create your dojo and focus on yourself for a little bit and then come unleash that on people. This isn't really brain surgery, but sometimes it takes discipline, not sacrifice. Talked about that with James Piccoli. None of us are making sacrifices. We're making choices to become a faster endurance athlete. Make the right choices that are going to help you address the issues in your armor that are going to address your issues with racing, that are going to address your issues in training. Take it one step at a time. This is the long game. If you're not into that, this is probably not the sport for you. Endurance sports probably aren't for you. That's not a diss. That's just the real-life truth. It's a long, long game. I'm trying to play the lifelong game. So that might be another podcast, why I've started getting off the bike twice a week. That's kind of how I came up in the sport. Always had full off-the-bike rest days, I got into the recovery rides. I think they're great for some people. I don't think they're great for other people. So we'll make that another one. I'm going to make a note. Have a great day. Have some amazing trainings, plural, races, crush it. Let's go.